Tuesday, 18th of August, 2020. Welcome to Ellipsis. My name is Ravneet and this is episode 38. Continuing this week with my foray into reading Indian poets in English. Up next is Kamala Das, also Kamala Suraya at the time of her death. She is a towering influence on Indian poetry and wrote prolifically through the 20th century. Her work is best known for its strong feminist voice and her iconoclastic take on existing traditions. I find it telling that so many women poets from the subcontinent chose explicitly to write about the condition of women outside in society and their own interior lives. Voices, words, that we wouldn't have perhaps known had these women chosen not to utter them. I was reviewing the themes that all the male poets I have featured on Ellipsis have written about. There is a preoccupation with death, there is the poetry of rebellion, the poetry of exile, the poetry of the dreariness of life. Men have also written about travel and distant places. Men have written a letter to a mother and many an ode to a father. Few have written of love or desire, but they have written, when brave, of drugs and sex. Men have written about spirituality and purpose. Men have written of work and religion, of landscapes and seascapes. What men have not written about is of forgetting and of loss. What men have not written about is expectations of preordained societal rules. What men have not written about is the stiflement of living lives someone else decided for you. What men have not written about is love and desire and breaking free. What men have not written about is the memory of a lover from two decades ago. What men have not written about is the aches and joys of the body, of the soul. I paused this morning as I saw this pattern emerge. Only hazy for now, but there, I paused to ask, why? What is this separation in the gaze of male poets and female poets? How is it that these lives of women being lived all around men were so unfamiliar and inaccessible to men? Men had existential questions Women had questions of living. Men have pondered about death over and over again, about achievement and purpose. Women were still writing about the everyday and the living. Men are clever with words. Women are saying it as it is. Men have moved on to observing a sparrow in a field in the afternoon sun and what the grain must think right before it is picked off of the stock. Men have the gift of time and observation. Women are writing still about the experience of never quite belonging. About the question of living. About just being. You would think a couple of centuries would have been enough time for the experiences of men and women to converge. For women to write of seagulls and a Himalayan sojourn. For men to write of domesticity and kinship. The fact that we haven't, the fact that it still takes a woman to talk about the woman, 
That means our job here as women writers and poets and just women living lives talking about their lives is not done. If you can, you must. And well, after that digression into my questions about the themes of poetry and how they differ for men and women, I come to the poem for today. By Kamala Das. I have little to say by way of introduction for I am reading her poem and introduction let her tell you about herself an introduction by kamala das i don't know politics but i know the names of those in power and can repeat them like days of week or names of months beginning with nehru i am indian very brown born in malabar i speak three languages write in two dream in one don't write in english they said english is not your mother tongue why not leave me alone critics friends visiting cousins every one of you why not let me speak in any language i like the language i speak becomes mine its distortions its queernesses all mine mine alone it is half english half indian funny perhaps but it is honest it is as human as i am human don't you see it voices my joys my longings my hopes and it is useful to me as cawing is to crows or roaring to the lions it is human speech the speech of the mind that is here and not there a mind that sees and hears and is aware not the deaf blind speech of trees in storm or of monsoon clouds or of rain or the incoherent mutterings of the blazing funeral pyre i was child and later they told me i grew for i became tall my limbs swelled and one or two places sprouted hair When I asked for love not knowing what else to ask for he drew a youth of 16 into the bedroom and closed the door he did not beat me but my sad woman body felt so beaten the weight of my breasts and womb crushed me i shrank pitifully then i wore a shirt and my brother's trousers cut my hair short and ignored my womanliness dress in sarees be girl be wife they said be embroiderer be cook be a quarreler with servants fit in oh belong cried the categorizers don't sit on walls or peep in through our lace draped windows be amy or be kamla or better still be madhavi kutti it is time to choose a name a role Don't play pretending games. Don't play at schizophrenia or be an info. Don't cry embarrassingly loud when jilted in love. I met a man, loved him. Call him not by any name. He's every man who wants a woman, just as I am every woman who seeks love. In him the hungry haste of rivers, in me the ocean's tireless waiting who are you i ask each and every one 
The answer is, it is I. Anywhere and everywhere, I see the one who calls himself I. In this world, he is tightly packed like the sword in its sheath. It is I who drink lonely, drinks at twelve midnight in hotels of strange towns. It is I who laugh, it is I who make love and then feel shame. It is I who lie dying with a rattle in my throat. I am sinner, I am saint. I am the beloved and the betrayed. I have no joys that are not yours, no aches which are not yours. I too call myself I. That was an introduction by Kamala Das. And I was reading from the Poem Hunter website. The link is in the show notes. I like several things about this poem. This poem here has nearly no metaphors and is written without any affectation. It is almost childlike in the simplicity of its language. Except the described experiences are anything but. Kamala Das hailed from Kerala, spent her early years in Calcutta, was married at the age of 16. She stayed married for 43 years, had three children, converted to Islam very late in her life to marry a Muslim lover that never fructified. She died at the age of 75. She was born to literary-minded parents in a family of royal lineage. She spent her entire life writing poems and stories and novels. The reason I share this was to say if you read a Wikipedia bio of Kamala Das, you find no mention of the experiences she shared in this poem. Perhaps half real, half fictive. But for anyone to think the thought, they need to have the inclination to understand, if not the experience of having lived. In her case, it was perhaps both her own lived experiences, as well as a keen observation of the lives of women around her. For how else would she know so astutely to say, be Amy or be Kamala, or better still be Madhavi Kutti. It is time to choose a name, a role. Don't play pretending games. So here's to getting comfortable in our own skin. Until Friday, living in ellipsis, Ravneet Bhava. Mm-hmm.